So you were doing, tell us what you were doing with, with diet when you, when, when it comes to, when it comes to working out and the chicken shake idea. So what I do is I just cook chicken and uh, a bunch of vegetables and then pretty much I just blend it like a shake and I just drink it and I just think about it as fuel. Welcome to the first episode of PAX Live Show. Today, I have a very special guest with me. His name is Terence Wu. He's a poker player, a stock trader, and he used to be my personal trainer. And this guy is special. This guy, he taught me a lot about life. He taught me a lot about training. And during the time I trained with him, I lost 30 pounds. And most importantly, I learned how to take care of my body. I learned how to get through adversity, through exercise, and through putting in the work consistently. And today we're going to talk about that and we're also going to talk about a lot of a lot of different stuff regarding to training, life, trading, there's a lot of shit. So let's get right into it. Hey Terrence, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Hey, so Glad good to, to have here. you. Yeah, good to have you for the first episode. So yeah. Terrence is, uh, used to be my personal trainer, yeah. poker player, yeah. doing a lot of stock, you know, playing, you know, kind of um, trading a lot of stock and what else do you do? uh you know pretty much that's that that's about it i have a couple passions that i like i really like uh, to invest money i think it's the greatest job in the world literally like making money out of thin air by using right. your knowledge um i also love to play poker uh you know it's it's on the decline just in terms of like the trend of poker but uh you know still whenever i can play uh, always down to play and make money from poker. So if people ask me kind of who Terrence is, you know, mm. what, what should I tell, what should I tell that person? Mm. Who is, who am I? Uh, I mean, like, honestly, when it all comes down to everything, all, all I'm pretty much, if you want to define it, it's just like uh, investor. That's, that's the thing I care about the invest most. Invest your money, invest your time, you know, it's kind of... Well, man. I mean, those things are all kind of related. It's just... Uh, I have a very like quantitative mind and very analytical about stuff. I'm also like a hyper realist, so I really look at things and uh, I look at how most people live their lives and how I want to live my life and try to design my life in a way that uh, you know I can maximize money, happiness, health, you know, wealth, uh, and all those, and then like other stuff. Um, I try not to focus energies on like, you know, whatever people think of you or, you know, like just, you know, lots of stuff like that. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, it's about pursuing your passion and doing what you love most and for the sake of it. So I, I guess for investing, how mm. did you get started in it? I, I guess how, when, how mm. old were you and then also what got you started? For my first stock at 18, uh, you know, my, my teacher in like i forgot what subject but i was in high school he just told me about compound interest and then i kind of just looked into it right and then you know like einstein said it's like one of the most powerful forces in the world and you know it really is so it's like if you can harness that and just learn how to do it then i mean like money is everything right i mean i don't care what people say at the end of the day like you know it's everything in stock trading it's it's the hardest thing in the world, but if you can do it, it's the best thing in the world because, you know, I correlate money to like labor and like physical energy. Right. And I always wanted to expend the least amount of physical energy while getting the most amount of, uh, you know, uh, money for that energy that I'm spending. But it seems like people in, for example, people in Hong Kong, and obviously the investment game has changed, you know, based on mm -hmm. computer analytics, computer trading, mm -hmm. you know, everything is, what, what, how, what's your strategy nowadays uh, mm -hmm. in terms of investing? My strategy is long, short, leveraged. So what that means is like I try to create, depending on what my outlook on the market is, so it starts with like a top-down analysis. So generally I give it 50%, like whatever direction a stock or security is gonna move, uh, this is how I allocate it. It's 50% the index that it's in, like the major index, whether it's like Hang Seng, SPY, you know, uh, Shanghai Composite. Half of the movement 
is based on the average, half of, uh, and then 25% is based on the sector. Right. So for example, if I'm buying like, uh, you know, Nike, right, that's in like the apparel sector, it's in the athleisure sector. So whatever that sector does, you know, you can have an idea of what Nike's gonna do. And then only a quarter of the movement is actually the performance of the stock, like what their earnings are and that. Uh, so pretty much starting with that, then you try to construct a portfolio that's uncorrelated. So the way you can do that easily is by having equal amounts of longs and shorts. So like a real easy example, uh, something you could do is like cars, right? There's lots of car stocks mm -hmm. out there, right? So buy the best car stocks and short the worst car stocks. So for example, like I would do something like, let's say you buy Mercedes right now because you look at their cars, they're hot and they look nice. Um, and then, uh, uh, I mean, there's tons of shitty cars out there, right? right, right. Let's say you take like a Honda, right? Or like a Fiat Chrysler, they make like Dodge. And it's like, you know, you short one of those because, so it's like, if the market goes up or down, it doesn't matter if there's a trade war tomorrow, it doesn't matter if like disaster happens, they're both going to go down, right? But it's just generating alpha. So what that means is like, you know, it's just solely based on whether you're right or wrong. So it's like, I'm just betting on my ideas and it's kind of like how I paint the world in the future and how correct my painting of the future is compared to what my portfolio is today is the difference in the money I'm going to make. But do you think more people should maybe get started into that investing game? I think a lot of people... They should, but they're not going to because uh, most people, I mean, it's a couple of things. Most people are uneducated and they don't really want to be educated. Like, it's crazy. You know, for example, somebody buys a TV, right? I mean, people will go through like hours of research buying a TV. They'll go look at reviews. Sure. They'll want to regret they'll, the decision. Yeah, they'll you know? look at reviews. They'll look at like everything, you know? But like, say they put their retirement portfolio in there. They're just going to choose whatever is listed or, you right, know, just right. put it in. They're not going to spend any time on, you know, like the research. It depends and, on how, how, what they expect out of it, right? So they, do they really expect to be making a lot no, of money right No, but think about now. it logically. Like, you know, I mean, let's just say like your retirement portfolio is, let's just say it's like half a million dollars, right? Right. Okay. I mean, like half a million dollars over the course of 20, say, 30, 20 years. 30 years versus like, you know, like a, like a $20,000 TV. It's like <laughs> how much value are you going to get if you pick the best TV, right, right? right? Maybe you get extra, like, I don't know, $2,000 of value because, I think you people know, people just tend to not be able to be blinded by what's happening in the future. That's why people just don't worry about future. People just worry about right now. Like for example, like global warming, no one talks about it. Everyone is just, the headline just been dominated by trade wars, things that's happening today, accidents, terrorism, things like that. It's yeah. just people don't look at the long term in the same way. They don't assess risk in the future the same way they do now. So that's the problem. That's kind of like a human misconception kind of thing. But that, that's almost with everything. Like, I realize with everything in life, like, there's, like, first-order consequences and second-order consequences. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, for me, I really try to always work towards the second order because I realize it's always better. Always better, it's yeah. It's always better. It's like so. eating a chocolate. It's like there's a chocolate yeah, here. It's, like, like, five seconds of pleasure, but then you <laughs> got to run, like, you know, 20 minutes. So it's, like, is it worth it? It's, I like, mean, sometimes, but, you know, you got to just make that a calculated it's decision. It's, like, when you, when you, when I worked out with you, I mean... Back then, I feel like I was kind of doing good stuff. I would say doing startup and things like that. Mm -hmm. But it, the reason I really decided, I would say, to to get into keeping fit, like just losing weights, because I feel like a hypocrite. I feel like like I talk to the team about, hey, you got to be disciplined. Yeah. You need to put in the work. But then I feel like for me, for my body image, it's like I'm not really being what I preach at that yeah, point for sure so after I, I started to work out i truly kind of realized because i used to be just very what's the word like impatient and just want everything right now mm -hmm. and there's some merits to that when it comes to you know you have to chase what you want yeah. at the same time you got still got to be patient in terms of understanding that doing something great or achieving something big takes a long time and i think people yeah. now they just don't realize that effect to the extent that they need to because Everyone just, you know, with social media, notification, everything. Yeah. It's just everyone just want everything now. I mean, generally, like in life and even with poker, I feel poker, like, yeah. you know, a tight, aggressive strategy is, it, it just is the right strategy for most situations, right? <laughs> tight, Whether aggressive, yeah. You know, just, 
just yeah, I mean you have to be aggressive. You don't want to be like you know not doing anything and procrastinating. So you know you want to be very tight and disciplined in what you focus your energies on. But then like whatever you focus your energy on, you gotta be really aggressive with it, right? So it's like you know it just be very concentrated. So it's like in poker it works and in general everything even if it's like you know going after girls right like i see a lot of people they'll be very loose and passive when it comes to girls right right loose like, and passive. they kind of just like kind of hit on a lot of girls and then just kind of like whatever comes. but they don't follow through and they don't but really they don't really no i mean what you should do is you should try to find the really really good one then be really aggressive for her if it doesn't work out then you wait be patient find another one be really aggressive right, right. but when you're loose passive like you know you wind up missing all the good girls maybe you hook up with some like you know medium not so great girls and then it's like at the end of the day it's like you know maybe you missed a good one because you were busy with the the the, the five seven offsuit you it's know? about like prioritizing you know it's almost like 20 percent of your efforts produce 80 percent of the result 80 yeah. percent is waste basically yeah. and you just got to understand i don't think people i think people just don't look at their life that way it's just people just have to so caught up with their own shit but then actually 80 percent of that you don't have to worry about it is you just focus on 20% of your energy into the most 80% most important thing. Yeah. And people just, I guess it's difficult to understand that concept, you know, when it's, when it's in your life. And, but I feel like working out and things like that, people, people kind of now ask me as well, you know, in terms of, oh, you know, you lost some weight, what's the secret? Mm. And I just want to tell them, you, the first few times you go to the gym or even the first two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, even a month, you're not going to mm. see much. That's mm. the problem. I feel like that's the problem. That's a lot of people, they give up because of that. Yeah. No instant gratification at all. Yeah. It just, you do it, nothing happens. Mm. And I think those kind of things just needs to be built into a habit. It's almost like, I'm just going to celebrate. Instead of celebrating the result, I'm not celebrating the result. I'm celebrating the progress. The fact that I went down there every single day. Uh, that's why I feel like, what I did with the habit tracker, the streak. If, if you create like a streak and say, you know, I've been going 10 days in a row. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to miss it. Yeah. You know, it's, that gives me a lot more motivation than the fact that, because I always want to tell people, I think it's tough, is that don't do the things that's easy. Don't, don't always just do, oh, but uh, I don't like it. It's like, mm -hmm. don't, but you like the, you like what you can get out of it. So just, you, people just do what they like to do. A lot of times it's like, but it's like the, the human body, it's like your mind and your body is designed to like betray you. It's designed to maximize comfort, to seek to like conserve energy. Right. So it's like all these things, like they don't really get you what you really want. You know, everybody wants to be, you know, rich. Everybody wants to have a hot body. Everybody wants to like, you know, be smart and, and be good at stuff. Right. Those are things that people really want. Right. But then, you know, too often I, I find people just, you know, they spend yeah, their, their mental energy on like, you know, buying something because, you know, they don't want to work hard at the gym. And it's like, if you really think about it, it's like, you know, would you ever have like all the supreme clothes and all, be like a mega <laughs> hype beast or have like a really nice body and just wear like regular shit all day, right? <laughs> I'd much rather have a nice body. So it's like, you know, just, I think it's like, it's just like, and it's almost like, Imagine you had all the money in the world and you didn't have to work and you didn't have to worry about anything, right? How would you spend your day? You would spend at least an hour of it working out every day, right? So it's like, why wouldn't you do that? Well, those things won't change. That's the thing, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, it's like that's what you would do if you got to your goal, right? If you got to whatever your self-fulfillment in life is, you just spend, I mean, you would allocate time every day to working out. So it's that's like... One thing, but that's one thing we talked about. We're saying, like, yeah. hey, if you win the lottery or you suddenly yeah. have a lot of money... I just don't feel like my life would change that all that much. You know, maybe I, you know, travel more, right? Or maybe yeah. I, but, but then at the same time, I feel like the structure of the day is still going to remain the same for me, right. you know? And, and that's, I, and that's, I feel like is, I would say that's finding your purpose. It's like when you find your purpose, that's how you're going to live your life. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, for money, I, I believe there's some sort of a threshold that you have to cross mm -hmm. you know, otherwise you just have a very difficult life you just have to worry about for example like the next meal where i'm going to eat how i'm going to pay my rent yeah, yeah once you get to a certain point more money really doesn't equate to more happiness but see i i don't really i mean i i understand what you say by that but i don't really find it to be like so true because it's like honestly 
if you're having trouble with money, right? There's a lot of things you can do. You should not be like, let's say, watching like five hours of TV a day. You should not be on your mobile phone playing right. games, right? That's on you. You know, you can, I mean, like anything you want to know is out there. Read more. Just like, you know, watch tutorials, learn stuff. Just look at yourself as like a character and just level up your skills. Whatever skills you want to have, it you can just level it up, right? And then it's like, you know, it takes 10,000 hours to be like elite at anything. So it's like you have to get started, right? And it's like you can be elite at anything. It doesn't matter now because of the internet, it kind of just like... It's out there. Everything's yeah. out there. So whatever you want to do, as long as you're very good at it, there'll be a market. So, you know, just work on your skills and just get better. And your then, phone, right? Your phone is like a supercomputer that yeah. gives you all the information you need to know. I right? mean, it's crazy. Like when I think about it now, like... It's like literally I can have my phone. That's my trading platform. I don't have to go to an office. I, I mean, of course I need it like to do research and stuff, but like I actually can, you know, if I go out, I have my phone, the market's open. I can trade. I can look at all my positions. I can assess my risk, do everything from my phone, get whatever, you know, uh, earnings, news reports I need all on my phone. And it's like, you know, maybe even like 10, 20 years ago, this was not possible, no. you know? You had to like, you know, let's say, go to, to the library and look through like- And we were talking about using the phone without even making a phone call. We always, we just talking about pressing buttons here. You know? I mean, nobody, I mean, this, the phone call is dead. Nobody even wants to talk <laughs> on the phone anymore. It's like, just text me. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I feel like it's probably people are losing like, uh, you know, that, that intimacy and it's just easier to, to text. You could get back to it on your own time. But uh, yeah, whatever the reason is, is, just do everything on your phone now. You know, I feel like a lot of people just, it's, it's difficult to, talk, you know, it's like every single service now, they're trying to build like a humanless version of it. It's like, oh, it used to do a laundry, go down to do a laundry, now it's humanless. You just mm -hmm. put in a locker and mm -hmm. you just lock it in and you just, people will take care of it for mm -hmm. you. So it's, it's like, inherently, we are shy. Like, in, inherently, we don't want to talk to people for some reason. And, and I don't, a lot of kind of services has launched that is for us to not talk to people. No, but I think it's like, it's like, that. It's like these, these services are good because it's, uh, you, you, you don't want to talk to people you don't want to talk to, yeah. you know, not to be mean about it, but it's like, you know, uh, if you could do it more efficiently, like, you know, but ultimately, it just comes down to cost savings. Well, for them, you know, yeah, people of course people saves, are just doing this to, to yeah. save costs. And then for me, if they can pass on the cost to the consumer, then of course, we're going to adopt that technology. Because uh, a big thing that, you know, most companies are going into is convenience now. That's like the thing that sells. So like, you know, for investing, that's one of the major trends that I'm looking at is like, you know, stuff that uh, sells convenience. So convenience is pretty much just the act of exchanging money for time. Right. Yeah. So, you know, any company that can help you do that, uh, you know, they, they seem to be pretty all right. Right. I mean, I would say when it comes to like oh, investing or things like that, what you try to do is just to save up as much time as possible and to make the as much return as possible. So tell us a little bit about when it comes to diet, for example. Right. So you were doing tell us what you were doing with, with diet when you with, when it comes to when it comes to working out and. The chicken shake idea. Uh, I mean, I just believe in eating clean, uh, you know, clean with balanced macros, right? So my macros are about 180 grams of protein a day, 100 grams of carbs, and 40 grams of fat. So that works out to about like, you know, 1400 calories. Um, protein is a floor. So 180 is a floor. So a lot of times I get more than 180. Um, and... For eating, I, I really find it overrated. I really, I mean, everybody wants to be a foodie and I get it. And it's kind of like, I don't because it's like everybody loves food. Like, of course you love food. But, uh, you know, if you want to try to eat clean and healthy, it doesn't taste that good. And it winds up just being some variation of chicken and vegetables. So what I do is I just cook chicken and uh, a bunch of vegetables. So I cook like, you know, onion, garlic, broccoli, peppers, uh, edamame, corn, peas, carrots, squash, 
uh, you know, purple cabbage, just try to get all the is different Is it that colors. much? Really that much? It's, it's more than that. There's goji berries. It's like 20 different things. It's pretty much wow. I try to hit every single micronutrient that I need. Even I'm getting... That's why it's the best. Even I'm getting gray hair, so I started adding black sesame and black beans there. People told me that black stuff makes your hair turn black. Who knows if it's true? But it's <laughs> like if I add black beans and black sesame, wow. is it going to be bad for me? Probably not, right? So it's like the beans are protein and fiber, and the sesame is like a good source of fat. So it's okay, you know, whether it does it or not. But then I hit all the different colors, and then pretty much I just blend it like a shake, and I just drink it, and I just think about it as fuel. And it doesn't taste bad, so if people want to start, you know, I told my friends, try like, when I first started, I just went chicken, broccoli, and carrot. So if you do chicken, broccoli, carrot, you know, and then just mix it with hot water or hot, like, chicken broth, uh, it's not bad. Uh, and then afterwards, you know, obviously you would add more vegetables as, you know, you kind of get... Does it feel stuffy or does it feel like, you know, you're not that, you know, that kind of stuff? Uh, no, it just is like, uh, I mean, the same thing as when you drink a regular protein shake, right? Mm. It's just that with the powdered shakes, um, you know, ultimately they're still chemicals, right? And powder just comes from whey. So whey is a byproduct of dairy. So it's actually like the waste product of dairy. So when you get these protein powders, it's normally like the whey has gone through like, you know, a couple of filters, meaning like, let's say they make like really high grade cheese, right? They'll take the whey from that and then make another lower grade cheese and take the whey from that and make a lower grade something else, right? And then it's like the end where they can't make that into anything else, then they'll turn it into protein, right? So it's like really the waste product. Uh, it still has the protein, so if you want to like build muscle, you know, and you want to get your protein in, it's a way to do it. But uh, it's no science or anything, but just intuitively, I feel like, uh, you know, whole foods will be better. So, you know, I was just tired of eating chicken. It tastes like shit. How often do you do you drink this shake, this chicken shake? Uh, probably like three times a day. You still doing that three times a day? Yeah. Every single day? Every day. Wow. Because That's... it's like if you... I mean, think about the time, you know, an average person spends on lunch, right? Let's say, right? So lunch, let's say like, let's say you do something really quick, right? Let's say you go out and then you get a McDonald's, right? By yourself, right? 30 minutes? At least, right? Yeah, something 30 like that. minutes, right? I mean, like... Well, so, if, if it's close by, then it's less, yeah, but... but whatever, 30 yeah. minutes, right? So, I mean, and that's getting like the, a very low nutritional value sure. thing, right? absolutely. So let's say like, you know, I mean, and let's say like, I don't know what the average salary is but let's say like you know your average making like 300 bucks an hour right you're making 300 dollars an hour that mcdonald's costing you almost 200 dollars, right because you got to factor in your opportunity cost because if you didn't spend that hour and a half doing something you could just work and then just leave earlier no you I can mean, work or leave earlier or you could just yeah. maybe sometimes yeah. at lunchtime time you can Drink the shake, go take a walk. You know, that could be free up your yeah, mind you a little out. and things you could, like you that. You work out. People say they have no time to work out. I mean, you, it's, it's on you, it's you on know. You, it's on you. Yeah, these Everybody. things, it's take on ownership, you. you know. Yeah, so it's like, you know, for me, I find it's just like I get the most nutrition. It's the most cost effective. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's just the most, when you factor in time, it just crushes everything. Yeah, I mean, the most importantly is that you're getting everything. It's like you're getting yeah. everything. And plus, I hate time. eating vegetables. So before, I just wouldn't eat vegetables. But even if you do eat vegetables, you're not going to eat that much variety of yeah, vegetables. I mean, That's the thing. Yeah, you just, it's hard. Yeah, you just don't get that. Like, <laughs> 20 yeah. colors. 30 different colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so eat you that. just don't get all those different things. But I think that's great. Do you, but do you think people can actually, I think it's not that hard. Like people can actually do, do what you're doing at home as well, right? I mean, just, I have a lot of my clients do it. They've done it too. I mean, they send me pictures. Just start with chicken, broccoli, and carrot, right? Chicken, Easy. broccoli, carrot. I mean, cook it and then put it into uh yeah. cut it up i mean just cut it up literally just cook it all together right right and then uh and then you blend it and then blend you drink, it, it. drink it i mean you can eat it if you want how, to how long does it take for for you to like how long is the shelf life uh, uh so what i i would do is uh you know for me i can cook about 14 meals in an hour that will be uh, 1.6 kgs of chicken that I'm cooking, right? So I do like meal wow. prep. So that'll yield me like three large containers. So what I'll do is I'll put two in the freezer, put one in the fridge. And then when the one in the fridge, after two days, it's going to be like almost done. You take the one from the freezer so out. a week? 
If you freeze it, it'll last for a long time. So really? in the fridge, it'll last for maybe Does like... Does it smell though? Freezer is fine. Freezer is fine? Yeah. But uh, in the fridge, I would say like two, three days, you should try to uh, eat it. That's, that's great. That's, that's very efficient. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, so just real efficient, real cheap and, uh, you know, just don't want to waste time on food. Yeah. I mean, so you just do it. So, so you, but you don't cook it every day. You just cook it. I cook it twice a week. Twice a week. Yeah. And then you just drink three times a, a, a week. Three times a day. Three times a day. And then not on weekends or we, on weekends as well. Uh, well, weekends because, you know, go out and with eat. my girlfriend, yeah, we sometimes yeah. We go out and eat. So I might have like one. But that's why you, you think of eating as a show-show event. It's a, it's a show-show thing. Yeah. Where you are, for example, meeting people, trying new food together, things like yeah, that, right? Yeah, I mean, like the social, but like, you know, I think too often uh, people try to look at every single meal as they want to get the tastiest thing possible. And, you know, those are first order consequences, you know? Like, uh, so for me, like, I've just been dieting for a long time. So it's like an evolution. You know, I started just eating, like, you know, grilled chicken and broccoli and, you know, then went to, like, egg whites and then went to, like, you know, uh, smoothies with, like, kale and spinach and all that stuff. And then it's just, like, this is the evolution. So it just winds up being, like, I guess as you get more hardcore into dieting, you just want to get... Like, you just care less about taste. It just doesn't matter. It's just fuel. And you just want to get that fuel in the most highest quality and efficient way possible. But it's also kind of turning that eating habits into, like, into a, into a, into a privilege. It's not just, you know... Yeah, you also appreciate yeah. it. When I do eat something, like, you know, even if I eat, like, ice cream or something, you know, you really appreciate it a lot more versus if you're eating, like, every single meal, you're getting, like, McDonald's for breakfast, you get, like, some KFC for lunch, you know, you get some, like, you know, tacos and for dinner. And that is a lot... A lot of people are doing that, actually. I mean, that's what most people do. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are doing that. Yeah, and then they try to, like work out oh like it's almost once like, a week or something but yeah. it's almost like honestly if you ate good if you knew how to eat you don't really even need to work out like especially if your goal is like just to maintain like like be thin and like not fat like you don't really care to you just don't want to be fat it's all about diet. I, mean, I found out it's all about like 80 percent diet yeah if you want to not be like fat right if you want to like look aesthetic or look a certain way then yeah you have to hit the gym what if you go hit the gym and you don't eat it's not, it's not but you're just like shooting yourself in the foot right because right. it's like you're not getting but the thing is it's also like if you're not willing to eat hard i can tell you you're not going to train hard right because you just don't have that drive like you see some people at the gym and they're just like at the gym maybe they're there every single day right and yeah it's good in the beginning to build the habit but after a while you know i really would like to you know define your goals and then like you know work to build the intensity and work to really push it because you know if you're not doing that then uh you know you're not going to get the, the the change that maybe you're looking but for. the thing is the thing is what is the one advice you have for people starting out in terms of in terms of exercising uh, if you're just starting out like brand new, uh, I would say just uh, consistency over perfection. Mm -hmm. You know, don't aim to have the perfect routine. Don't look for the perfect trainer. Don't just, just, just do it, you know, just do whatever, it, yeah, whatever you just, just do, do it, anything, right? you know, just, just carve out time, you know, uh, the easiest thing to do for guys, let's say, right? Just do push-ups, you know, do every single day. Try to do 50 push-ups. Doesn't matter how many sets it takes. It takes you 10 sets of five, uh, five sets of 10 push-ups. You know, anybody could get it done. You know, if you're a female, do it for squats. You know, try to do 50 squats a day and just try to do that for a week. You know, I've got tons of friends who I'm like, I bet you can't do 50 push-ups a day for a week, right? And then like, yeah, I can. Easy, right? And then like, I asked them like, you know, a couple of days later, oh, shit, I messed up. I couldn't do it. I know, I know you can do it, right? Because it's like, it's just yeah. that mental... It's, it's like it's like not getting to it. That's the problem, right? Yeah, and, and it's like they really have... I'm like, what's your excuse? You know, they're like, they really have none because it literally will take you like six minutes. Yeah. And it's like, you can't tell me you don't have six minutes, but it's just like, you know, they didn't prioritize it. So it's, it's, for me, it's definitely like building that habits. And I don't... And I... Right now, what I preach to people is that you can actually start so small that once you get used to it, you just think to yourself wait, I actually can do a lot more and they yeah. just progress themselves instead of kind of putting that responsibility on other people. It's like, oh, you should do more. You get started and you feel like, hey, actually, I'm, I'm doing, I'm at the gym anyway. Yeah. Why don't I work a little harder? 
because I can't, right? Yeah, yeah. It's about building that habit. And I think that's But you, could, you do it the best. You just do it first thing in the morning still, right? Yeah. So yeah, just get it out of the way and then just like, you know, that's like... It's like achieving something small at the start of the day. Yeah, it's like give you the energy. how bad can your day be? If you start your day with a workout, it's like, you know... How bad can the rest of you know the rest of your days? But then when you don't work out, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, you feel guilty. But I, uh, you I'm know. I'm one of those guys that are so guilty by my own action. I can't skip the gym two days in a row now. Mm. It's like if I skipped one day, I'd be like, okay, I did skip today, but tomorrow I, I better go because if not, it's gonna bother me yeah. in my in my mind. But I think it's about yeah, I mean exercising or or, or sleep even. Or, you know, especially diet, those three things is most people kind of in this capitalistic chase, you know, they just tend to forget about those three things and how important they are. They, they, yeah, they, you're right. They just like kind of uh, put it to the side and like make it not a priority. Some people say things like, well, you need to sleep eight hours. Everybody needs to sleep eight. I don't. I sleep only four hours. That's not true. It's just not true. And then people also talk about, wait. You you get fat easily, but I you know that may be true. But at the same time, it's about health. In the, and then sometimes it's, you can see it. Sometimes you can't see it. Is that people actually like? There's a study that talks about if you miss sleep for too long. So if you sleep like four hours a day for mm-hmm. a week, you actually your cognitive performance is the same as someone who hasn't slept for like 35, 36 hours straight. Mm. So it's like, but then the the person will not notice it. Because you have this progressive decline over time. But then at that point, you would perform yeah. as poorly as the person who hasn't slept for hours and hours straight. Yeah, I mean, people always say like it catches up to you. And Sleep that, right? It's just, it's just like, yeah, you can, you can get away with it for a while. But it's like, it always catches up to you. And it's like, I just noticed like in the world, everything is like, whether it's like karma or like <laughs> sleep debt. Cycle. You, yeah, everything you pay for everything, and you always pay with interest. So it's better like just don't be in There's debt. No free lunch. Yeah, That's don't not... be in debt on anything, ever. Just <laughs> you're always gonna catch up to you, and you're always gonna pay interest, right? So just you yeah. know, yeah, just do what you're supposed to do. Go work out. Don't like skip it. You know, go to sleep early, and you know it's easy. It's it's hard. I I, I get that it's hard to do, but you know. Because everyone is just the world is so fantastic. Everyone's so afraid that they're going to miss out on something. You know, if you don't go out, you're going to miss out. You, you don't do this, you're going to miss out. Sleeping, if you don't do it, it's like you are the person that is experiencing the world, right? And then if you don't sleep, you feel shitty all the time. You're perceiving everything as shitty. And, yeah. and people don't think that's true, but then they, they don't notice that like in the most conscious way possible, but then it's true. It's like everything, why is everything so shit, so tired, I'm so tired. Yeah, but it's like you said with the, the capitalistic rat race. You know, everybody's just kind of like, I mean, most people are just, you know, they have to wake up early for work. They have to like, you know, do a PowerPoint presentation or whatever. <laughs> and it's like they spend so much energy stressing over something that actually doesn't even matter. It's like all it is is just to like provide information for a decision maker in like a nice format. Right? Yeah, in a nicer way. So yeah, but yeah. it actually doesn't do anything, right? But they spend so much time like stressing over it and... You know, that's where all of their energy you goes. Know, you know how we spend our time at work right now? Mm-hmm. Most of that, we spend that on shallow work. We don't do that on creative work and things like that. It's replying emails. It's listening to phone calls. It's, you know, some a colleague actually chat about meetings and things mm-hmm. like that. We don't even dig deep into doing things that matters. For example, writing a, a, a story or presenting something, something important. It's just a lot of distractions also, mm-hmm. which basically say that you have the obligation to, a lot of bosses do this. You like you have an obligation to respond instantly. And then it doesn't matter what you're doing, it doesn't matter if you're writing a novel, you have to respond instantly. You cannot focus that way. It's like your mind is not programmed that way. When you are distracted, people say they can multitask. Yeah. We all know we, we can't multitask. Yeah. When you divert your focus from your task that you're doing and you get back to it, it takes you seven, eight minutes to get back into it. And then when people are in the flow state of where they're producing maximum of content with ease, and then bling, 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 have to answer the phone call, have to respond to an email, or have to answer a WhatsApp, it is destroys the flow. And, and a lot of people still don't realize that. And just saying that this is a necessity, it's like, oh, I have to respond. Negotiate 
you know, you, you don't have to. I feel like that's one of the things that's going to be important going forward that I'm going to tell people is that you need to find some space for you to do important work. But it's, it's tough though, because like, you know, I've worked at like, you know, corporate, like with teams and corporations before. And it's just like, especially with the Hong Kong culture, yeah. it's just, they expect it. It's like, if you see that he saw your shit and then he didn't respond, you're just like, what a, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, you're like, you don't like that. Especially if it's like a superior and then he sees that it's been seen and then it's like really bad it's like you know what I mean and then you're like oh shit he, see it? he saw that I saw it it's like you know what I mean ah, fuck, let me just return you know the blue tick yeah so it's yeah. like it's tough um, but it's about I would say it's a, obviously up to the bosses right yeah, it's up yeah. to the leader to really enforce that and what I'm trying to do is to say hey listen you know we've got time where we do shadow work but if we really want great work to be done we have to respect the fact that it's going to take a long time long stretches without distractions and that's what it takes. And I'm be reading this book called uh, Deep Work by Carl uh, oh, Newport, right? Mm, yeah. Talking about the same thing. Talking about, hey, yeah, yeah. people need space to need, like, a lot of people, hey, and also we don't do it for a long time. We, we only do it like, the experts only do it like for four hours a day. Mm. That's how much they can do. But I don't feel like we do a lot of people at work right now, I bet, don't do even an hour of deep work. They don't even do 30 minutes of deep work. They don't do any deep work. Yeah, none. It's I mean, a lot is just like, you're just responding. dealing with, you're just like batting away like different requests. A lot like, of menu yeah. work. It's like yeah, yeah. It's data not, entry, it's like boring shit that basically destroys your mind. And then you see a BuzzFeed article, right? 15 ways cats win. Or 15, 15 cute cats in the universe. Yeah. And you just can't. It. It's like so entertaining. I don't want to be bored for any one second. One of the things the book talks about is about being bored. Embrace being bored. It's like we, we just love this kind of distraction. It's like anything, we're sitting there, it's like, oh, fuck this, it's so boring. Let me see, let me look at something, let me see something. And I think right now, one of the things that people really need to do is to be able to be okay with the fact that you're bored, that you're alone. If you're not okay with that, you because there's only always things to grab on to at this point so many opportunities so many things but people are just gonna live their life in chaos if they don't organize it in a way that they're okay being bored they're okay being alone sometimes because they would just be grabbing on to things that that comes and then they they would just have a very chaotic life with no purpose and i think that's that's what's happening in a lot of people's mind yeah i mean i think most people's like their their purposes are like probably not aligned with, uh, you know, their their real deep desires because it's like, you know, you have to be bored and have some time to, to self-reflect, to think about what you actually really want out of life. I think most people like kind of just have this idea of like a template where it's like, okay, uh, get married, have kids by a certain age, have like X amount of wealth by a certain age, or like not even, they don't even think about wealth. They just think about like their salary, like make how much money, like at whatever age and uh, they kind of like have this template and without actually really thinking about like how they want to design their life to be lived you know it's like just 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 you know getting married and and, and all that stuff so i think that you know society and maybe parents it's scary, like, it's scary to think about it's scary to think about you know people usually don't think about this stuff i don't think because well, number one they don't have time you know because they're working rat red race right we're talking mm -hmm. about chasing 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 but another thing is it's scary to think about because you don't have the answers a lot of people won't have the answers but i think it's okay not having the answers as long as you keep exploring what you want but people kind of just turn away from that and say fuck that you know i don't have the answers but i have the answers for what show i want to watch on netflix right now so Actually, just, they don't even have the answer for that. <laughs> they, they, you don't know when you watch now. It's, it's crazy. It's difficult. There's Netflix is so good because they can answer that question for you. If I ask you, what do you want to watch on Netflix? You have no idea. You can't tell me what you want to watch. You can't tell me a show that you haven't seen that you want to see, right? But when you go on Netflix, they're gonna give you something that you want, right? Right. That's that's the key. That's like Steve Jobs said. He said, you gotta give people something they need that they don't even know they need yet. Yeah, absolutely. You know?
So yeah, it's about it's about kind of. But I think Netflix doing so much original content, doing so doing so much, just doing so many, so many. But shows. I realize what Netflix is, you know, like compared to like let's say like a a Time Warner that has like Game of Thrones or like a Disney that has their library. Netflix is really like they use algorithms to kind of mash up like different interests to produce a show that they know you're gonna like because based on their studies they know that you like this character or this star and you like you know this type of situation maybe it's like you know drug a dealing of, uh, not very high budget you can see a lot of them no, but not the, very high budget what, what, I equate, what I equate Netflix to is like a shitty buffet okay so it's like <laughs> a really like basic buffet is all you can eat it's like a ton of stuff, but none of it is really good. Like your favorite show will never be on Netflix, you know? Like it's just probably not gonna be, I mean for me at least, like my- What's your favorite show? On Netflix? Not on Netflix, what's your overall? Um, probably from uh, Time Warner, like Game of Thrones or Silicon Valley, I find those shows to be the best. Right, uh, Silicon Valley is very good, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, you know, all the Netflix shows, it's like, they're watchable, it's fine but to put on the, the background. I think over the past, like, two, I would say one year, one year, they've produced so many new shows. But are it's, any of them great? Like, are they like, are they like, you know, tens? I, I don't know, I have this problem with myself as well, where I, I go on there, and I, there's so many shows, right? And I end up watching something that I watched before. And oh. I was like, oh, why did I do that? You got par uh, paralysis by analysis. That, that's what I got. Professionalism. Uh. It's like I have to watch the perfect show, but there's no perfect show. But then everything I watch is probably good. I mean, the thing is, it's not bad, but it's not, I would say, you know, it's not to the level of... So that, that, that's or, what I mean. They, they, yeah. they have like a lot of variety and it's like all you can eat. So it's kind of just like a buffet, you know, it's like... Uh, which in a way it's like it's on them because they're kind of like hacking people's brains because they kind of like are using analytics to kind of reverse engineer what type of stuff people would like and just spitting it out with not a lot of effort i guess like not a lot of like that like it's just not like a top production right but it's good enough people will watch it like you ever watch the show dynasty yeah. I guess my girlfriend's favorite show. It's literally like the dumbest show. It's dumb. It's, it's so dumb. dumb. It's literally but like... You, they, but you, when you, but watch you watch two it. episodes and you're like, let yeah. me see the third yeah, one. Yeah, you watch it, right? I mean, it, you, I'll tell you what's going to happen. It's like the most unpredictable, stupid thing. Whatever, it's like the most <laughs> stupid line they can possibly go, that's where they're going to go, right? Yeah, it's pretty stupid. It's but like, it's watchable, it's right? Burned out, burned out the yeah, whole house. Yeah, it's like, but it's it's watch. You watch it, right? It's not the best show. It's not your favorite show, but you you just watch it, right? Like, I feel like I feel like it's not that difficult nowadays to grab someone's attention like this, especially when you have so much data on yeah. what people like. It's like, hey, listen, I'm gonna grab your attention right now, and you binge watch like a series of them, yeah, consecutively back to back, and that's why they're they're so successful yeah. because they're able to grab onto attention and not let go. And I think that's what Netflix is able to do. But they could just reverse engineer your thought process, right? They just know what type of stuff you like. They know what type of, like, you know, like... They just know what you like based on, you know, your previous actions. And then they run it through their algorithm to kind of, like, mash it up to kind of make the best thing that, you know, they can make. And then they just film it. And then it's like, that's why the stories, they're not, they're not really like deep on the story or the writing. It's more about just like the, uh, like analytics. The, no, I mean like when you watch a lot of these Netflix shows, it's like the story is like kind of very weak, right? right but it's right. just like, it's just like very watchable. I think it's watchable, catchy, yeah. but not very in depth. Yeah. You can't watch it and be like, oh, you know, if that movies where you can watch like over and over again and you notice new things. Oh, did you notice that? Did you, I, oh, that, that was, that's what he's talking about. Things like that, right? Yeah, but it's like movies, Easter eggs. Are just Easter eggs. movies are just completely like, they're even worse now. Like there hasn't been like an original movie. I mean, like there are, but mostly now it's like because the it's movies, difficult. they just, they, it's like almost like they're out to make money, of course, but it's like they're just going to remake a story that, you know they made before because they know it's gonna make money versus like taking a risk on I do a not new like story. superhero movies yeah I'm getting sick of them I I'm mean like, I'm still gonna watch Avengers I haven't watched it haven't yet. watched it no uh, I but, watched it yeah but I mean 
I, I used to love superheroes, you know. Really? I, used, I used to love Marvel. It's, I was on Marvel. I would say like, super superhero movies. I don't know what to watch anymore. It's just I know them the, all, but I know the story. I know the story. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I don't like superhero movies. Yeah, you know, I just like the hero's gonna get beat down a little bit. Yeah. And then it's gonna come back. It's gonna win, and then the villain's gonna die. Okay, yeah. and then the villain, woo, come back, really big, really big villain. Holy shit, really big monster. Yeah, yeah. Now, oh, we have to use teamwork, or we have to use our spirit to beat the, and then we we become big as well, and then we fight the villain, and then they die. And then every single one, every single movie, the same, yeah. same structure, different different sets, talk about different stuff. But yeah, I mean it's fine, but I think there's so many. But then you know, movie a lot of times is just the the one with wars and bam, 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 bam. it's just I, I love story. I love great story. Yeah, me too. And it's like I don't like those graphics. So you know, they have to be supported by a great story. I, I hate those. Yeah, graphics. same. Like uh, you know, that's what I mean. I, I feel don't want like... to be looking at a wallpaper. You know, I just like yeah. But but you know, nowadays like it's like they the story is like risky bet. But like, if you do all the the, the cinematics, the explosions, yeah. the special effects, like it's for sure gonna sell. So it's like you know, if you're a studio, you're just gonna keep pumping out you these are. I mean, blockbusters. I know a lot of new studio coming up, and what they do is just, hey, we got this new great thing. I was like, yeah. what is it? They're not gonna tell me a story. They're gonna tell me a scene where they can do a lot of great effects. I don't even notice. Right, right, right. But then it's like, I feel like the story is so important now. But then, but then you know. That's why a lot of YouTubers, you know, so many people watch them because they can create any anybody with a camera with a phone can create content now. Yeah, you know, they yeah. can just hold up the phone. Hey, we're gonna do a vlog. We're gonna do a story, simple story. Boom! I watch it because it makes the story touches me, and I feel like that's what I that's the one advice I would give to like content creators who doesn't have a lot of resources like those studios does. And I'll just say, hey, listen, just go ahead and tell your story. Tell the great, great story that you can come up with, and then usually it will hold up. You, you're not gonna be like, oh, but then they don't have this effect because people don't even know what you didn't put in there. People yeah. only know what you put in. So, uh, I would just give that advice to a lot of YouTubers or content creators starting out to just because that's the advice I gave to myself. You know, mm. instead of focusing on whether or not I have this effect or do I have this kind of animation things right. like that, it's just if I just speak my truth in the most authentic way possible, in the most passionate way possible, in the in the best way I know how. That's the best I can do. I really so, so what would that be? What's your story? Well, right now it's just talking to people about giving them inspirational, motivational content. To find their purpose in life, and for them to find happiness, mm. and for them to organize their lives so that they can do work effectively, without neglecting relationship that they care about or their health. You know, like we talked about. So I just want people to have more positive energy. You know, every every single person out there, um, I think in in some way, a very very good person, a very very good people. Mm. But then. There are also people that would neglect, you know, that, that relationship around them. They also keep prioritize other things over helping other people. I just want to try to help in giving them the right direction, giving them the right energy, so that they can be more motivated or or inspired to do great things for themselves, but also for the world. But also, I want to give them methods, like maybe try this, maybe try something that is like giving them ways in which they can do good. Or, or organize their life, or do good things without going, without sacrificing too much, without sacrificing their way of life right now. Because if you make people to, if you ask people to make a big change, mm. it's very likely that's not going to happen. That's why I said, hey, listen. That's why you said, you know, for people starting out in fitness, or if people starting out in, for example, a diet change, whatever it may be, I just want people to start light, uh, but for them to be able to. Just kind of embrace the change because it's so light, so easy, and be able to celebrate progress instead of results. Because we tend to judge people. You know that's what we tend to do, right? It's like, yeah, oh, he's not doing it right. He, well, he just started, right? So I feel like what I want to do is to celebrate progress, celebrate you know improvements over the fact that you're gonna have to compare yourself to other people. You're never gonna be good enough if you do that. Like you're never gonna be able to. 
be the best person in the world in something. It, it's difficult. It's hard to say if you are or not at any one yeah, time. Anyway, most likely you're not. Yeah, most likely you're not. But should you look at other, you know, people who are worse than you and feel proud, right? Should you look at people who is better than you and feel sad? I don't think those two approaches are right. I think the best approach is to look at yourself critically and know where you are, and then be like, "Hmm, I'm here right now. Can I be a little better tomorrow? Just this much, this much better today. Can I do that?" And the answer is yes. You can always do one more push up. Always, yeah, just yeah. one more. Take a break. Do one more today. Fifty yeah. one. Tomorrow, do fifty two. Yeah, for sure. Right. Just do fifty two, and then just do fifty four. Right. And I think that progress over time trumps anything that you are uh, envisioning. You don't. You won't even know that you're able to do those things. Yeah. Months before, yeah. you like because compound interest. Back to investing, compound interest applies on everything. Yeah, not just much. on investment, but also on your investment on yourself. It's like when you get one person one percent better each and every day for a year. That's thirty eight times better in over a year. So yeah. that's a that's a great message. So just to wrap this up, what would be the one message you you have for everybody? The one message <laughs> I have for everybody, I mean, after everything we've already said and done, uh, pretty much it's like kind of similar to your point, but just, just do you, you know, like don't, uh, you know, every but there's a lot of haters out there. There's a lot of you know people who, who say you can't do it. Um, just don't compete against other people. Right. Just compete against yourself. Be better. You know, always strive to like level yourself up, and uh, you know, yeah, don't don't have regrets of like missing out. Or you know, don't follow the crowd. Generally, like you know, you should be doing the opposite of what most people are doing. Uh, but ultimately, it's just you know, think critically about what you're doing and how that, how your actions, you know, are consequent to your life right now. And then just just do you. You know, don't worry about just be yourself, people. right? Just be yourself and just just really, like, take responsibility for everything. You know. Uh, you know, it's okay to eat shit, but you know, if there's it, consequences, yeah, there's consequences, you know, so yeah, yeah. So, everybody, just be yourself and be the best version of yourself possible, and just understand that the consequences, and yeah, just go out there and let's go get it. Thank you for watching this episode of Pax Live Show. If you like this episode, make sure to like and share this video with your friends, with your family, and if you want the latest updates. On our upcoming episodes, make sure that you subscribe and you hit that notification button right down there. I'll see you next time.